Greetings to one and all present here. Welcome to all our listeners, all our viewers. I welcome you all on Celebrating Self. I'm your host, Karanjot Kaur, and we at Celebrating Self, you, as you all know, that we all we come up with you so as to bring to you some beautiful examples of females around us who are doing fabulous job. Fabulous in the sense that they are not only being a good homemaker, they are not only good professional, they are not only somebody, but they're actually somebody for their own self. And that's the reason we are here, that we can celebrate our own selves. We can have a good relationship with ourselves because that is the foundation of every beautiful relation. And with this, I'm quite honored to welcome to you our guest for today. She is Ms. Nishi Pandey. She's the, profession, she's the professor of English and director of Women's Development Center at University of Lucknow. With an experience of 35 years, she is the proud owner of many positions as the first woman appointee, the recipient of multiple scholarships, rewards, and honors on both national as well as international level. Apart from her expertise as an educationist, she's also a committed social worker, a member of many NGOs and institutions that work for the underprivileged children, especially the girl child, and she's also into women empowerment. Welcome, ma'am. Thank you so much for taking out the time to be a part of our show. It's a moment of privilege for us to introduce a personality like you. Welcome, ma'am. Thank you very much, Karanjot, uh, for your persistence in wanting to get me onto the show. And the persistence has paid off. I'm really sorry I took such a long time to come along. But thank you very much. And I'm grateful. And what a lovely program to be titled Celebrating the Self. Because, you know, it is within the self that all power lies. And women have to believe that, that it is within themselves that power lies. So your strength lies within you. As you celebrate yourself, you celebrate your strength. So thank you very much for inviting me to this lovely program. Thank you. Thank you so much, ma'am. We are really, really honored. You have been so active socially, professionally. So what has been the story behind it? Like what all went behind the scene to bring you here today? You know, uh, Karanjot, whenever you see a successful woman, you have to be very, very sure, 100% sure that that woman is successful because she's faced a lot of challenges and difficulties. And so to say that my life has been without challenges would be completely wrong. It's just that I took the challenges and converted them into opportunities for myself. Mm -hmm. And um, so the journey has been very difficult. I wouldn't say it's been easy at all, but I'm grateful to my parents who were both doctors. And they gave us a very good and fine education. I come from a family where we are the fifth generation of educated women from my mother's side. Wow. So uh, education was given a lot of importance and significance. And I grew up feeling that, you know, I was equal to any man because my father never really uh, tied me down from doing what I wanted to do. So whether I wanted to learn horse riding or I wanted to learn how to use a gun or I wanted to uh, do theater or I wanted to do something more exciting. I would clean the car with him. I would uh, do everything that traditionally men did. And I do remember that he was very, very keen that I be a good student and I study hard, which I did. And I was a good student. I was um, a good sportswoman. I used to play lots of sports. And so I had a life in which I was actually getting prepared for what was to come. So whether it was self-defense or it was learning to be strong or it was learning to stand up to the boys of my age, I would get into fisticuffs and fights with boys. And when I, my mother came to know about it, I would get a solid slap from her because uh, she thought that beating up boys was not a very good idea. This is 40 years back, 45 years back, maybe more because I'm 63. So I was then at 12 or 14. And I, my father would always, she would complain to him and he would always say, that in times to come, 
If she does not learn to fight, people are going to squash her and walk all over. So let her learn to fight. Don't react. But when he realized that I was actually fighting back with these boys, uh, whom I thought were, you know, not pleasant or I disagreed with, or if they were trying to misbehave, he actually began to teach me how to look after myself, how to be safe, how when to fight, when not to fight. So he would spend time talking to me casually and telling me, you know, um, never fight when you are in a space where there's nobody else to stand by. So if you want to pick up a fight, find a place where there are other people. So yeah. if you're on a lonely stretch, do not get into the fight. Try and avoid it. Come to a space where there are people. So if you pick up a fight, so small tips like that, you know, how to be safe within the house if you're alone, because they both have. Uh, touring jobs and uh, when they would go I was the eldest uh, and we had, I had three other two sisters and a brother and he, I would be in charge so how to be safe within the house how to lock up which lights should be on in the house so that the outside is visible to me from inside but the inside is not visible to someone outside now these were very small things but I had a father who was actually um, you know in a strange kind of way, imparting all this information and uh, teaching me things. And I was never ever made to feel that because I was a girl, there were things I can't do. So I'll say that I was fortunate, but I did have a mother who was very concerned that I wouldn't cook and I couldn't do this and couldn't do that. And my father had a very interesting answer. I remember that I, she would want me to make tea in the morning and I was studying and she'd say, you can make a cup of tea. There's no problem once a week. And if I'd been studying late, my father would stand up for me and he would say that, you know, um, let her be, let her study. You don't have to bog her down with, with this. She has to do it for the rest of her life. But my mother would say, how will she do it when she doesn't know? And he said something very interesting, which stayed with me. And he said that, you know, a padhi likhi ladki hai. Agar padhi likhi ladki hai, toh sab kuch toh kitabo mein likha hai. Dal kaise banegi, chawal kaise banega, everything is there in books. There are too, enough books for her to read and to be able to cook. So when I got married, I really didn't know the difference between jeera and methi. So I, my servant had to make these little packets, you know, and mark them that this is jeera, this is methi. But when I went into my marriage with the um, conviction and belief that I will learn. And so I had my cookbooks and I had my mother-in-law and I would ask her and learn from her and write down recipes. I have a full book of recipes of my mother-in-law's special masala, special achar, special vegetables. So I felt, I never felt that I couldn't do it. And so today I am a great cook. I can cook you great Greek food. I can cook you good Chinese food. I can cook wonderful Indian cuisine. So I always felt for everything in my life, I can do it. I can ride, I can use a gun, I can beat a boy, I can fight back, I can do this. Nobody told me you can't do it. So, uh, and even when later in my life, I had people who said you can't do it, I said, of course I can do it. And I plunged right into it. So, you know, this uh, important thing was what I can understand is that this idea of self-esteem in a subtle kind of way, without understanding or knowing, my father was actually just pushing it through into me. And he's pushed it into all of us. So all brothers and sisters are almost the same. The sisters are all doing well for themselves. Achievers, one is a doctor, the others uh, decided. She took a conscious decision to look after her home, which was a wonderful idea. And she runs the home so perfectly. I don't think even we um, can run the home the way she does. So there's a lot to learn from her. So that, that was my life. And then I chose to uh, take up a profession I, I was a science student and I wanted to study arts. I was very fond of literature, but with great difficulty, my parents agreed because they were both doctors. And uh, then when I excelled in um, uh, arts, they were happy with that. So when I came into literature, I did a BSc degree and then came and did a master's. So there was a struggle. But because of my love for the language and my love for the work I wanted to do, I was able to do it. And it never bothered me that it was a struggle. And then also that, you know, uh, when I actually came into uh, 
my master's program, I made up my mind that I wanted to be a teacher. I'd always wanted to be a teacher. Even when I was young, my brothers and sisters would always share this story that uh, Nishi was always the teacher and we were the students and we were playing teacher, teacher all the time. That was the major game. So my vocation, my calling was to be a teacher. And uh, my, my greatest ambition in life was to be an internationally renowned scholar and a teacher. So by God's grace, despite all the difficulties in my life, today, uh, before I retire, I can say that I'm fairly well known in my own area of study. And I'm also <coughs> being able to contribute constructively to multiple things. So I loved theater. I continue to love theater. I loved cinema. I have even designed a course in films and literature for my students in the university which wow. I've been teaching for the past 15 years. So everything that I really wanted to do, I've been able to do. So my work with women, because I always thought that women needed that um, handholding. What we don't understand is women need handholding. We always think that, you know, they can do it on their own. Of course, they can do it on their own, but you have to extend your hand. Just get them out and say, now do it. And that, you know, little gesture of holding their hand and telling them you can do it, is the impetus they need to go ahead. So I, while I was growing up, I had my own battles. And uh, I thought that being a professor at the university meant I would get a lot of respect. Uh, I got a lot of respect. I got a lot of love. And I'm so grateful to God. Today, thousands and thousands of students from across the world connect with me. They have so much love. They, they have so many happy memories. They, um, I. Get my reputation as a great teacher from them. It's the students who make you a great teacher. You are not a great teacher. It's the students who learn from you who make you a great teacher. So I have that. I have the love and respect of my students, which is the greatest honor that any person can have as a teacher. And that I have. And I'm grateful for that. But you know what happened was that the professional space where I was a young lecturer and becoming a professor and holding all these important positions, uh, you know, crashing the glass ceiling, becoming the first woman chief proctor in the 100-year history, becoming the first woman dean student welfare, becoming the first uh, woman director of, uh, you know, planning and development, something that goes to economics professors came to me. So, and, and numerous other positions. So when you are the first, and in the 100-year history of a big university like Lucknow, these positions were never given to women. And so when I did become, uh, when, when, and how did I become this? I became this by just concentrating on my work. I was very, very sure that I only wanted to do my work. I never indulged in any politicking. I never indulged in any gossiping. I did not indulge in any uh, activity of the kind which took me away from my focus of my work. So if my work was good, you get recognition. When you get recognition, the problem begins. So if there is one uh, vice chancellor who decides to give you a position, or there are other professors who pull you down. They will attack you. So there's character assassination. And there is, because if you're, they, they see you as ambitious, they see you as, um, as if you're cunning, as if you're controlling, as if you are, you know, trying to manipulate. And I did none of that. And everybody used to tell me that, you know, Nishi, uh, people say this. I said, don't worry about what people say. I am what I am and time will tell what I am. So today, over a period of so many years, 30, 35, 40 years of my teaching, I'm a much loved and respected colleague to many of my teachers, some of whom have also been my students. So your reputation gets built by the work that you do. Don't get worried about what people are saying in life. One of the best things women can do is to not listen to people, to listen to your own heart. And my heart said, do the best. And it was a very difficult journey. I had to fight battles, pitched battles with colleagues who abused me uh, behind my back. But I took it up under the Vishakha ruling. I fought that battle. And because I had to set an example, if a, if a professor abuses you behind your back, not in front of me, he dare not. But if he's doing it even behind your back, you need to confront it because there are other people who've heard it. You're setting an example for students. 
you can't say no right. so if i had not fought back what example am i setting to my student how can i ask a student to stand up for what is her right and to stand up for dignity when i as a teacher would not do it so i made those choices to fight or to struggle because i had to set an example for my students also and also for myself because i was really really concerned that as a teacher i should be taken seriously by my students so life was not easy and um, whenever i got a position you know let me share this with you the men around me male colleagues would say oh we are there with you but they never ever there with you out of the hundreds maybe just one will actually be with you the rest try to take the because this is all about power they think that you've got power and then they try to take it away from you in multiple ways so it's not easy but stay focused stay determined and it will work so i let me just share an example with you so that other women may learn you know people say that when you crack the glass ceiling then work is done but let me tell women jab aap glass ceiling ko crack karte hain after that you are standing on a precipice you are standing on the top of a mountain and a precipice and you are standing alone there is nobody there to help so when you crack the glass ceiling you have to have the confidence that you can do that work alone don't keep is this whole concept of legor those lines kept coming to me akla chalore if when you call nobody comes keep walking keep walking that's the chosen path walk alone so you know it's it's been a very difficult journey but you have to pull that inner strength and let me tell you i'm a pretty brave person i don't fear death so i i'm also responsible for having cleansed the lucknow university of a lot of hooligan elements in 2005 and 6 i've been one of its most successful dean student welfare and i've been able to bring law and order back under the able guidance of the then vice chancellor professor rp singh but the fact remains that i could do it because i believed in myself and i, I think my life is um, a testament of a person who's believed that i can do it even today you know someone says oh yola yola retiring i said so what i've got an agenda for 10 years i've got a college that i am the Um, you know secretary and manager of that will be converted into a university in 10 years just watch so the question is <laughs> wherever you are however you are keep going i have had achievements i have faced a lot of odds but life is all about just getting on with the job and not listening to what people are saying so you you uh, i think but, that's what my story has been it's not been without struggle i don't want to keep describing struggles because i in principle don't focus on the past in principle i do not focus on uh, the negative that's been there all outcomes in my life from negative situations have been positive all it's never been that a negative situation has ever brought me down never i've always come out of it and triumphed and i've always it may it has been a huge struggle but yet one gets out of it and one gets on it. Found. so that's been my life this is truly inspiring i was like the whole moment you were speaking i was like yes that is the booster that i needed that is the booster that i think every woman needs that we need to believe yes. in our own selves why to wait for who to look for because you have your own journey nobody else is going to help you nobody else is supposed to come for you you have to be there for your own self actually it all starts with a belief to achieve with a belief to give a chance to your dream to whatever you have thought of this is truly truly amazing so ma'am this gives leads me to another question which i would i would specifically like to ask you like you have been through so much over the years you have actually overcome all the problems all the hurdles that came your way now let me talk something about on the inside <clears throat> on the inside like had you ever have any sort of anxiety or some doubt like you had you thought of doing something apart from the belief that you will do it but 
that one case where you felt a doubt in yourself like um how to overcome that how will i be able to do it or should i go for it how did you overcome that moment in your life so i'll give you the something i've not shared but a sadder part of my life was i got married uh I, my parents got me married when i was about 24 years old and i was then not teaching and i was married for 15 years it was a very difficult marriage and uh, there was um, a lot of unpleasantness going on and uh, my self esteem took a lot of battering because uh, the marriage was such where there were many people in that marriage not just me and my husband there were sometimes many people uh, that my husband decided to bring into the marriage and so it was a difficult situation and i think at that point of time my self esteem as a woman i think the woman in me the woman who part that took a little bit of a battering and it was a, in those 15 years of my marriage when i was really struggling to make it work when i was really wanting it to you know be successful as giving my 100% into it and it was not working out i had self doubt and it took me a lot of introspection and uh, thinking uh, about my situation about life whether i was willing to accept it the way it was whether i did not want to rock the boat because you know in our times divorces were not very um, you know looked they were looked down upon and i came from a family where divorce would not have been appreciated but it became more and more difficult to be in the situation and at that point of time i really did turn inward and i was in deep spiritual communion like i used to meditate i used to pray i used to think and i used to say what have i done and if i have done some karma which is responsible for this god let it be cleansed and let it be passing please let it pass and you lead me where you want to lead and you know i would constantly pray that this is not if it is a past karma as a hindu i believe it is some past karma which comes to you in this form but that doesn't mean that you have to stay in it so i kept on trying to work at it and one fine day he just walked up and he threw a paper and he said he wanted a divorce by that time i thought it through fortunately i had no children and um, i say fortunately because um, if there were children it would have impacted them but when i did not have children because of all kinds of biological reasons not at my end but for other biological reasons i decided that the rest of the world and all the children in my life my students were my own and i invested my life and energy and all my mothering towards my students and the greatest challenge is to love another's child like you would love your own to do for the other's child like you would do for your own so my entire mothering went towards them and so when he did this and wanted to be free i did not want to tie him down and so i agreed to the uh, on a mutual agreement i agreed to let him go and then i devoted myself my mother had become widowed by then my she was working but she was widowed my father died just in his 60s and she was still working and then i i spent the rest of my life that is the 35 years of my life after my divorce looking after my mother supporting her because we were two single women and uh, sadly for me my mother at 91 passed away last year in september but my mother lived to see me succeed my mother lived to see uh, have to revel in my achievements my mother lived to she, my mother lived a life of great empowerment my mother who had been so dependent despite being the uh, an earning member she wasn't a very empowered woman she was educated but you know the money was controlled by my dad and you know these were old patriarchal systems the money was controlled by my father she you know would never do banking herself but after she lost my father and after i came and stood by her one of the things i did was to teach her to be empowered and my greatest achievement i think was to have given my mother that strength my mother would live alone in her house the children could come and go she controlled her own money she could do what she wanted she got a pension she didn't depend on any child and by the time my mother left last year she had given enough to her children she had taken nothing from a single child she had remained independent to her last days 
I never got her to depend on me in a way that I could control her. You see, we use love to control people. I love you, therefore I'm doing this. I love you, therefore I'm doing this. One of the things that I learned was to let go. I let go of my mother. I liberated her, I let her be. And my mother, I'm happy to say, lived a very happy and comfortable life. She lived longer without my father than she lived with him. She lived with him 32 years. She lived 35 years without him. And she was driving around. She used to drive her own car around till the age of, I think, 88. 86, 87, 88, she was driving herself, coming to my house, doing her own thing, going to the bank. She would do everything herself. So my job was to keep providing the infrastructure around it. The driver was there. The servant should be there. Everything is looked after, but she's on her own. She'll do what she wants with her life, meet whom she wants, you know, go where she wants. So I think my greatest achievement has been to handhold my mother and give her that sense of the power of, you know, owning everything. The properties are mine. The money is mine. I can do what I want to do. I can go where I want to go. I can give my money to whichever child I want. And I think that has been the most satisfying. But, you know, uh, the self-doubt only came during my phase of my marriage breaking apart. But, you know, one important thing that my whenever I uh, meditated or self-reflected as to what was going wrong with the marriage, I always came up with this answer. It is not my fault. If it is something he is doing, it is not a reflection of me. And so I never allowed that to affect my self-esteem. So I continued to teach with the greatest vigor. I continued to be a good teacher. I continued to achieve. I continued to write my research papers. I continued to work with greater fervor. I continued to invest my energy into the, into the children in my life and not invest my, my energy in the negative that was going on. Not that there was very little going on. There was a lot of bickering, a lot of uh, you know semi-violence, all kinds of things going on at home. But you have to learn to leave it behind. Uh, women have to learn that, you know, that is not what defines me. When you are confident about who you are, I knew I was a good person. I knew I was not doing anything wrong. That self-doubt just kind of melts up. It melts up. And you will be able to get out of it. It's a very difficult process. But I am grateful that I was into the art of living. I was into spiritualism. I was into, uh, you know, being coming from a Brahmin Hindu family, you know, reading, depend, you know, thinking of God. I, 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 and then a literature person. I'd read widely of the scriptures and others. So it's a lot of learning that comes to you. And you understand that, look, it's not your fault. First and foremost, women have to stop being hard on themselves. Forgive yourself first. We don't forgive ourselves. We are constantly beating ourselves up. Oh, I'm not a good wife. I'm not a good mother. I'm not a good daughter. I'm not a good this. I'm not a good student. I'm not a good, uh, you know, um, colleague. No, 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 no. We're very good the way we are. Please, please don't doubt yourself. You're a good everything. But patriarchy may, because men want us to depend on them, we are always looking for validation. We are always looking for approval. I'm a good daughter. I'm a good wife. I'm a good husband. You know, um, uh, you know, I'm a good beloved. I'm this and that. But why? Why do men have to approve everything? Why do men have to say, ha, huh, you're very good? Actually, we are so what? much into perfectionism that we forget that it is our own selves who has to validate that whether we are good, whether we are fine, whether we are comfortable. So it is no, something. No. it's not even perfectionism, beta. It's not perfectionism. We want, you know why we want that validation? We want that approval because it gives us some power. If you are your father's favorite child, you get some extra merits within the family, right? right. If your mother is, is a good wife, she gets that little extra power. The patriarchy is so disempowering. It disempowers women so much on a daily basis. That which you thoda sa hamko log kehte hain ki bahut achhi pitiya hai, bahut pita ka khayal rakhti hai, papa ki dulari hai. That makes us so happy. And that women have to learn. You are a good everything. You don't need your dad to tell you that. 
you don't need your mother to tell you that you don't need your sister to tell you that you're a great sister please the day women stop asking for that approval and validation their life will change i stopped feeling that long time back and when i got into my marriage wo bilkul thoda bhi tha wo disappear ho gaya whether i was a good bahu or not incidentally my mother in law always said that i was the best of her bahus <laughs> you know so the the good thing is that you the minute you are comfortable with yourself the minute you understand ki nahi humko i don't need to prove anything to anybody you have to prove to yourself that you are doing your best in any relationship whether it's a father with a mother with a sister with a husband with your work you have to be honest with your own self and your own intentions and i tell women that whenever you're doing anything please test where is this motive coming from and in hinduism they say irsha dvesh kaam krodh lobh moh these are the six evils right irsha dvesh so whenever you're doing something am i be doing this because i am pushed by jealousy am i doing it out of hatred am i doing it because i'm lusting for it am i doing this because i um, wanting to manipulate this person just check it out wow this is so powerful and this is something that we need to question ourselves and this is something i want and every time you must question am i doing right. this because am i why am i saying this to my son am i saying it because i'm angry then my anger this is being propelled by anger not by love immediately you will replace it am i saying this out of hatred am i saying this out of dislike do i hate this person am i gossiping without of this you know when you when women begin to start looking at their actions what is compelling them what is propelling them they will change actually ma'am this as is one of the aspects of emotional intelligence also that we need to check our emotion before we act so that our actions can be directed towards uh, what we truly want and not be guided through those emotions and this is truly something every every human not only females every person should everybody have to do it but I, i think women should do it more because they also bringing up children at home right they can pass it on to their children so when i teach my students one of the things i teach them is remember irsha dvesh kaam krodh lobh moh in che cheezon ke influence mein agar koi bhi kaam karoge wo garbad hai ha actually that is not good karma right and you should actually come from compassion you know uh, uh, i continue to have a very good relationship with my husband uh, once in six four five months he talks to me and uh, i have come a long way i've done better for myself he hasn't done that well for himself but it's okay we are friends we talk and uh, i understand it he was getting married a second time when he rang me up and he said will you come i said yes i'll come but i'm busy here i may not get leave and i told him two things i said don't drink and don't womanize <laughs> wow if you don't drink and you don't womanize you'll have a successful marriage so i because those were the two things that were bothering me and so i said no woman would stay in that space now it's another matter that that marriage didn't work and it broke up faster than anything else but the fact remains that he continues to talk to me he continues to we continue to talk so you don't become enemies because i am coming from a point of compassion for him he needs to be a better human being you know by 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 misbehaving with me he's ruining his karma right my karma is to respond to it with my dignity and my grace so women begin to and my dignity and my grace when i have had to fight physically with people i being able to beat up and because that's the only option i never beat up my husband because there was no fisty cuffs there was an occasional uh, event of uh, violence not the kind in which i needed to pick up the stick and begin to beat but i have beaten up people on the street because i felt they needed to be beaten so that doesn't mean that i am a lesser person along with my grace and my dignity my strength to be able to respond to what that person would listen to because i believe that what i am doing is right wo bahut important that becomes important wow ma'am this shows how how strengthened you are how powerful you are 
keeping everything in mind like your intelligence your spirituality your your way of looking up into life this is i think that this has been your strength and the most loveliest part of your life which you also feel is that the way you have added in the strength to your mother this is something that we as females we don't consider it we don't think about it and i'm sure that she also must be very very happy and thankful to god for having you as a daughter oh, my mother always said that to me she said <laughs> once my greatest compliment in my life has come from her somebody said ki dr saab you are uh, aap gaadi chalati ghumti so you know she said she said my my pet name is nikki so she said ha nikki ne mujhko ye sab sikha diya and my mother became a different person you know she understood where i was coming from a mother who would not allow me to beat boys when i was young when i got into a challenging a fight with a colleague who had abused my mother was the first one who stood by me and i remember i had come home and i was very disturbed and i was crying and she sat me down and she said what do you want to do do you want to fight him i said yes i want to fight him she said i'm putting money aside you need to go to court you need to fight him fight him don't cry crying will weaken you that was my mother later in my life don't cry crying will weaken you she was a very strong woman very strong woman when i was young she was part of the patriarchy and why was she wanting me to not beat men because she thought she always told me she said people will say maa ne yahi sikhaya hai maa ne ladki ko sikhaya hai ki aadmiyon ko maaro माने सो यू नो वेमेन देमसेल्व्स आर ट्रैप्ड विद इन द पेट्रियार्की एडुकेटेड वेमेन अर्निंग एज शी टू अर्न इक्वल टू माय फादर ऑल द प्रॉपर्टी एंड एंड एवरीथिंग दैट वी हैव इन आवर लाइफ कम्स आउट ऑफ माय मदर्स अर्निंग्स बिकॉज़ माय फादर्स अर्निंग्स वेंट इन मेंटेनिंग द फैमिली सो वेमेन यू नो द पेट्रियार्की इज सच अ स्ट्रांग ग्रिप ओवर यू दैट यू डोंट रियलाइज कि क्या हो रहा है कैसे हो रहा है and so my mother's story is one and another thing is that you know a number of women a number of girls i have hand held thousands of girls thousands of and you know when there are at least more than a few thousand who always have got back to me and said how their life changed and i think that's my greatest satisfaction that comes that you know it's not just about being strong myself it's about making everyone strong the person on the other side i'll immediately connect to the girl talking on the other side whoever she is there's this girl who called me up from uh, she called me up 3 days back from on the phone and she said look i've come from jamia this that the other and uh, i've come here and she's a muslim girl and she said i'm looking for a job and um, i came to know about you can you help me i've got a masters i've got this that i promptly sent her three or four uh advertisements that were in my memory which are new people had taken out in degree colleges for a job and that girl wrote back to me just this morning she said i've never seen a person more compassionate than you that you responded immediately i could never imagine now the point is why not why don't we respond to a, the other person's story immediately if we know what can if i have a solution let me give it to her doesn't matter that i don't know i've never met her i've never seen her i don't even know what the girl looks like why i am saying this to you is that uh, uh, that all women have to come from love and compassion it comes naturally to us but we learn to suppress it we must naturally handhold we must naturally strengthen other women we must naturally be standing in sisterhood this is we should naturally be there you know if you are not there you can't strengthen yourself and you can't strengthen anybody else right very true ma'am this leads me to a question for you like you have been into women empowerment you have met thousands of girls you have even helped them so how do you see women as far as their self belief and dreams are concerned let me tell you um women i think 90% women maybe i'll call it 95% women maybe more 98% women have no self belief Because in India, ज्यादातर तो rural है नाइंटी फाइव परसेंट तो वेमेन रूरल है फाइव परसेंट वेमेन अर्बन है एंड अर्बन वेमेन में भी टू परसेंट आर दोज 
whose family situations and you and you know the education is uh, helping them and th- those are in the bigger towns who have self belief all children have dreams women also have great dreams all young children have dreams so i believe that when you are young all of us have dreams all of us every single girl has a dream right. even if it is a dream to become a housewife that's also a dream right. and we value that dream ki aap housewife banna chahti ho to ek achhi housewife baniye learn how to manage home management is a full time job actually you are not getting paid for it but you are bloody well doing a full time job so right. that's something you choose to do with your life well and good but then learn to do it well so the point is we all have dreams but the sad part is that women's dreams are smashed faster than anybody's majority of the women find their dreams smashed and i would say that 80% women their dreams are dashed they are married off or the family is not listening and the patriarchy has such a stranglehold on their necks that they can't get out of it and so they keep struggling and they keep struggling and the lucky ones come out and we women who are able to come out of it and who have been able to do something if we see them struggling we don't help them to come out all you need to do is extend your hand and say aa jao aa jao aa jao i'm holding out my hand come come sweetie come quickly pull her out make her stand and say come let me help you do this let me help you do that let's do this let's and the girl woman is on her own then she can chart her her dreams her self esteem can be restored her self belief can be restored she can again start dreaming of something new maybe not what she dreamt when she was younger but considering that she is now more mature she could be having better or different dreams so you know uh, dreaming is something so essential to every human being everyone should have that little innocent dream that they want to pursue and everybody has all women have it's just that their dreams are quelled and quashed you know my mother became a doctor and she did so many things i remember her greatest dream in life was to learn to sing That's and true. when she was young she could sing and uh, she the her greatest regret also was that when she got married my father didn't like her singing even in front of people she could sing on her own so uska natija kya hua that my mother never sang her entire life my mother never sang i didn't know my mother wanted to sing it's much later when uh, you know i think 15 20 years back when we were just talking and she said uh, she she loved music so i had bought her this sare gama and you know she could listen to all kinds of music for her she loved songs so i said amma tum gaati thi she said main bahut acha gaati thi bahut man tha mere gaane ka tumhare papa ko pasand nahi tha to maine nahi gaayi can you imagine can you imagine it is it is something such a small little chahat choti si chahat and my mother had everything in life she had position she had authority she had property she lived her life well she lived like a queen because she was in control of her whole life but a little dream ki hum ga paaye khule man se hai na to hum log ki bahut choti choti chahte small desires small dreams they all squashed but we must dream and we must keep redreaming we must you know think of newer things that we want to do it get on with it don't look at the past something interesting that uh, i learned in one of my spiritual uh, journeys and uh, my spiritual lessons is one if in the moment you are feeling sad you be sure you are thinking about your past if in the moment you are feeling anxious you're thinking about the future so what are you doing you're either living in the past or you're living in the future you're not living in the present so whenever you're and you can do nothing about the past and you can do nothing about the future so what should you do come back to the present at this moment i'm sitting here and talking to you why do i need to think about something sad why do i need to think about and have any anxiety so give 100% to this moment when you will give 100% to this moment everything will work out i never feel sad and if i feel sad it's momentary my mother's left and she lived a full life she lived a happy life i did not want her to have any kind of suffering so when she left 
everybody around me was crying but i said we should celebrate her life because she lived a full life we are not all immortal we will have to go she couldn't have gone better and she achieved much in her life so i celebrate my mother's life and there are moments when i miss her and i cry and then i tell myself what are you crying about why are you not celebrating her life my voice tells me so women have to develop that inner voice which has to remind them that you know do this this is the correct thing do this but for that you have to learn to live in the moment i always live in the moment i live in this moment what i'm doing now i'll do it to the best of my ability without any distraction with 100% commitment so if i'm talking to you i'm telling you my story with 100% truth and with 100% passion and i think that matters Women. and that is truly evident also like i can i can completely resonate your energy your feelings and believe me when i say that i don't want this conversation to end because you are something like i am feeling like everybody whoever will listen to this whoever will watch this i'm sure they will feel like this is the essence of life you have to live like this these are the experiences that you are sharing from your life but something that is very extremely precious i would say and these are the yeah. principles to live by so as to lead an exemplifying life just like you thank you thank you, you know, so I'm, much you know, i'm so grateful that you listened with such care and that for all your warm words i'm very grateful for giving me this opportunity to share and it's been a great pleasure meeting you karanjot and i wish you a great future and may many more dreams emerge and many more dreams come true to thank all your viewers Thank you very much for having me on the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. But it is not yet over. Still, we need to know the formula that how do you nourish your own self-esteem? Is there any formula um, that you go by? Yes, yes. There is a formula by which you can nourish your self-esteem, and that is, you know, something that we don't do all the time. Most people don't do is to, you know, you must have a process where you would systematically be self-reflective. हफ्ते में एक बार आई जरूर सेट डाउन फॉर ट्वेंटी थर्टी मिनट्स वॉट हैव आई डन दिस वीक वॉट वॉज नॉट राइट वॉट वॉज रॉन्ग वॉट कुड आई हैव डन बेटर थोड़ा सा बैठते हैं खाली दिमाग से ना कीप थिंकिंग मे बी आई टेक डाउन अ कपल ऑफ पॉइंट सेल्फ रिफ्लेक्शन इज वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट एवरीबडी शुड सेल्फ रिफ्लेक्ट मैन ऑफ वुमन सेल्फ रिफ्लेक्शन गिव्स यू अ काइंड ऑफ डिसिप्लिन इट गिव्स यू डिरेक्शन इट यू नो यू वेन यू आर सेल्फ रिफ्लेक्टेड यू स्टॉप ब्लेमिंग योर सेल्फ फॉर थिंग्स forgive yourself i just said that in the beginning forgive yourself and if you get up in the morning and say i forgive myself i forgive myself i'm a divine person i'm a loving person i'm a kind person i'm a generous person i'm a warm person say it say good things about yourself we don't say good things about ourselves we always trying to say koi aur bole koi aur main apne bare mein kya bole well main apne bare mein bolti hu main bolti hu i am a very strong person i'm very well read i have a lot of wisdom all the knowledge that i had i've made it into converted it into wisdom which i happens when you apply it to your life having lots of knowledge and not applying it to life is not a wise thing to do so self reflection bahut bada bahut badi baat and aap ye baat yaad rakhiye ki you have to work on your spirituality along with the world while you live in the world your spiritual growth must take place because it is this spiritual space into which you go back and plug yourself to get the energy to carry on the fight with the world yeah. if you can't go back and plug into your own and it's not about going to the mandir and doing puja it's about your spiritual self mandir jaiye to mandir mein aapka what does how does your spirit connect to your divine to understand that that's what we are that's why and women must connect with themselves within us is so much love so much compassion so much nurturing so much generosity so much kindness kahan chala gaya wo sab yes we need to self reflect and this is one of the takeaways yes. that even i am going to apply that yes i need to keep one day like one day in a week where i need to self reflect on my weekly activities that's that's yeah. that's great. everything go through everything and then you will you will see you can tweak i need to do a little bit more social work 
आई नीड टू डू अटल बिट मोर आई लेफ्ट ये छूट गया वो छूट गया आई नीड टू डू दिस मोर आई नीड टू इन्वेस्ट मोर टाइम विद माई मदर एंड लॉ आई नीड टू पुट अटल मोर टाइम विद माई सन अटल मोर विद माई डॉटर वी आर ह्यूमन राइट and then you can prioritize and then you can manage your life you, you have to manage your life and you have to have a very strong spiritual life actually ma'am with this you have to put it in your values great this is actually a, a a true reflection towards our own selves this is very very much needed to do and with this now i would like to ask you one question which we ask every person who every guest of ours and that is what is that one habit that you would suggest to all our women so as to adapt so that they can they can grow their self worth they can and so that they don't believe in other people's validation they don't look out for external validations that one habit so that one habit that i would like them to have is i feel that we talk of empowerment all women are empowered but true empowerment comes when you can take your own decisions and you don't base your decisions on anybody else you listen to everybody all women must get into the habit of making their own decisions number 1 and all women must get into the habit of taking out 15 minutes for themselves every week take out time for yourself you can't take out one hour because you have lot of work 15 minute get up early just have a nice cup of tea sit out in the in in uh, out in 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 the garden do nothing before you begin the day think of good things say that all good things are coming to me i am a wonderful person i am kind i am generous i am loving instead of thinking i am undergoing a divorce this is happening to me i am bad no 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 start your day positive. with a positive note start it with a positive note start it with your own self spend time with yourself right it's not necessary that you should jump normally women what they do usti and they jump into work are bhai give yourself 10 minutes baith jao na shanti se just sit some just sit some sit down sit down sit down all women need to sit you know just giving yourself time will give you greater self esteem because you will think good things about yourself actually this is That's this is man this is and, really and take your own decisions take your own decisions even if you want to be a housewife it should be your decision right right it cannot be your decision it has to be your decision absolutely one of the most healthiest habit which i have heard till now this is something like we can apply from tomorrow onwards and something mm. that we need to have it in our life throughout because you can apply it from this evening aaj raat mein sone ke pehle spend 5 minutes with yourself just sit quietly so sure. i'm mean, this is something i do it because this is the reason i have i am into this because we don't we don't give importance to this nobody teaches us how to have a good relationship with ourselves nobody teaches that there is a relationship with your own self also and, and that's I, the reason I, we need to we need to aware like it is not about yes of course self care self love self awareness is quite common nowadays but who is applying this who is applying it in the right way do you understand what is self awareness do you understand what is self care and love people think putting beauty products is self care right no you have to you have to nurture your inner self your the innocent you which is inside you the child in you and also you know another thing karan jot i would hope that all the people watching this show will teach their own children whether it is a boy or it is a girl to do this yes. teach them how important it is to connect to your own self Is- our grandparents used to do it our parents did it they used to make us sit and pray and they talk of important things they talk of values the present generation has stopped doing that and that is why this you know unease absolutely this has been truly amazing listening to your views listening to all of your stories your principles it has been an amazing time and with this we don't end the show but there is something a surprise coming up for you now we are going to head up for the rapid fire round okay okay so i'll be asking you some questions that you have to be very quick in answering them whatever comes in your mind you have to be answering i will do that okay so my first question is when are you the most productive which part of the day morning evening afternoon night which part of the day are you the most productive 
I think I'm the most productive in the morning. Wow. I could I could recognize I could feel that vibe that yes you are <laughs> morning person yes and uh, who is your inspiration and why I have multiple inspirations and I've been inspired by multiple people uh, in my life a lot of women and a lot of men also so uh, I think uh, I cannot pin any one person but I have multiple inspirations and let me tell you another interesting thing I'm very inspired by some of the young people in my life. at the moment my greatest inspiration comes from my nephew he's okay. a young boy who's who, who lives in america england is a british citizen but um, my sister's son and he now lives in india and he's working with the uh, in, in the ngo sector because he wants to work in the social sector but what you know his he inspires me to learn technology wow because he's constantly you know, i find him very inspirational you know he says mossy as you will age you need to do this you need to learn this you need to do this i find young people also inspirational because at various stages in your life various people inspire but it is all in our head whether we want to be inspired whether we want to be a learner that's how i i love being a learner and i love learning and he's inspiring me these days a lot <laughs> that's for the past 10 years he's been a great inspiration for me <laughs> that's that's awesome now ma'am what is your biggest flaw my biggest flaw is i'm impatient at times i think i should be more patient and i get i get impatient uh with my own self not with others with others i may be patient very patient i'm very impatient with my own self i want to do things very quickly and you know and then i have to tell myself you calm down calm down it will happen <laughs> be patient i've gradually learned it but being impatient is something that i need to get rid of well that that not is so honest of you ma'am <laughs> with this give me three words to describe yourself as a woman um myself as a woman hmm okay so i i was gifted this uh, mug i have no words to describe myself i have multiple <laughs> words but i found these um, i was gifted a mug by one of my students in which it was written n right because okay. my name is nishi so there were some words with n with about my character or myself which were written on them okay. and i find that those words are very interesting and i i think many of them are very true one of them is noticeable uh-huh. n say noticeable the other was nifty n i f t y okay and the one more n was i think and it says naughty oh wow it is like you so, have you have taken up in every sphere of life you have an adjective to your name <laughs> ha so I, i and there were many there were five or six but i thought this was nice that the nifty one the noticeable one and um, i thought that was really nice no this is actually nice it is and it really also nice. it says noticeable nifty nice naughty but i'd like to believe that i'm a little naughty everyone should be naughty it is like one should you know it is like you have to bring out the child in you it has to be alive if you ask other people they would say she's nice <laughs> they would like to use the nice <laughs> rather than okay so my last question to you is that how would you spend your time if you're not working so i'll spend my time uh, devoted to the care and concern of others so i that's why i'm into social work i'm into young children i cannot you know if i have nothing to do i'd still be working for others because i think the pur- purpose of life and i am the philosophy of my life has been if you are of service and use to others stop worrying about yourself worry about others things will happen to you this is so my life is concerned with others and uh, i'll be happy doing things for someone or the other my mali or my someone of some girls institution of i have lots of work to do and so i'm very happy i'm never going to be without work so that's that's great and i hope everybody everybody learns to be like you where we can devote time to ourselves as well as to our people who need us yes, right absolutely. this is great thank you karan both it's been so nice being with you thank you i've just not felt it was like an interview <laughs> Thank you so much it was a compliment because it is not supposed to be like an interview it is like 
because of you because of your life there are going to be people who can actually feel what it should be like to be right how can we be a source of inspiration how can we create a life wherein we also feel happy and we are also on the service path so this is something that we are here for and thank you so much for taking out the time from your busy schedule and sharing such brilliant pieces of advice and wisdom i am truly i'm overwhelmed to hear from you ma'am thank you so much i'm humbled i'm very humbled by your good words and warm words thank you so much ever grateful for this opportunity to talk thank you thank you so much and now we will meet with in another episode with some other people who will inspire you to be the best of you so that you create a good relationship with yourself and bring out the beautiful life that is waiting for you till then bye